Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Unmasked. My name is Alex, and I'm your host. If this is your first time, please take a second to go back and check out some of the other episodes that we've had. We've had some absolutely incredible people with some incredible journeys on here, and you never know who you might be able to relate to. So go ahead, check them out, and go ahead and share it with a friend of yours that you think might enjoy it as well. Today we have a really good friend of mine, Brianna Fletcher. Brianna is a real estate investor who has quite the interesting niche. She's come quite a long way from where she started, and she takes us through her personal journey in getting where she is today. So, without further ado, I bring to you Miss Brianna Fletcher. I've been... I've been... I've been... Unmasked. 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 Hi, Bri. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. So... I know that there, my audience probably doesn't know who you are, what you do, yeah. or anything like that. Um, I'm not going to do like a regular introduction for you, but for yeah. you, as far back as you're willing to go, I feel like mm-hmm. people's journeys kind of are the stepping stones or the story of who you are as a person. And I want people to kind of be able to connect with you a little bit better. Sweaty. Is, I know it's hot. I know. We're in Arizona. Yeah, it's, it's Phoenix. It's, it's going to happen. I know. It's January, <laughs> and I'm like ready to go. I know. It's lay out real quick. January, yeah, it's and it's already over 70 degrees. If you're ever yeah. thinking about moving to Arizona, just be aware there's no such thing as a cold day in Phoenix, at yeah, least. It's chilly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so as far back as you're willing to go, mm-hmm. go ahead and just any major life events or any anything in the timeline that you think shaped you most into the woman you are today just go ahead and oh my goodness. let yeah. us know yeah oh that, that's that's a lot because i feel like that's my entire life um, a little bit closer most recently um gosh it was i don't even know how to answer that because like it's every single second of my day is like turning me into the person I am today you mm-hmm. know it's so hard to like pinpoint all these things unless you really want to go into a two and a half hour long story of my life and I don't think you really want to go there but um I will just say like last year I went through an extremely hard time um mentally emotionally um even physically like I went through a really really hard breakup I don't even know if you want to go there but we're going to go there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was also struggling really hard with my business and trying to figure out exactly, like, what I want to do with okay. with move going forward. As well, I was in the process of moving in with that said relationship halfway across the country. And it was just one thing after another after another. And I was just fell into, like, this major depressed state and just trying to figure out why and I have always struggled with anxiety and depression so I knew it's been an ongoing battle trying to like figure out why and like my triggers and understanding that like me as a person I'm so hyper focused on um, trying to predict my own future (laughs) (laughs) Um, trying to predict my own future and then just holding on to so much regret of the past. Mm. So much regret of the past. And that anxiety and that depression has been a struggle since I was about like 12 or 13 years old. 
Yes. Or at least as long as I can remember. Or at yeah. least I can identify it at that time. Because okay. I am 31 years old. This was almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we don't we didn't talk about mental health. We didn't talk about anxiety wasn't in a vocabulary. Depression yeah. was finally starting to come out. Like, and if you were depressed and you're just a weak person and you need to just go figure it out for yourself. Therapy, you're crazy if you go to therapy. That's the whole like stigma of back then. And so I didn't really have any help or guidance or anything to just like help me through that time. So it's been a long 16, 17 year journey to finally understand exactly what's going on how to overcome any struggle that i am going through day to day but um last year was the absolute breaking point of it um i was just so i didn't even know what left to right was at the point i was so mentally like unwell because i was going through a breakup i gave up my month-to-month lease in order to move out to that area and in 30 days, I had to figure out where I was leaving or living because I didn't have a place to live. So I have to heal from this breakup. I already am really depressed or just got so much going on with my business from a, I will just say, um, now I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but um, a couple months prior, I made a judgment call in my business and it was the wrong call. I lost a lot of money for myself and my clients and things like that. And it's just, I took it to heart because then it was just like, what kind of just, what am I doing? Like, yeah. Like, why would I make that call? Like I knew better, all this stuff. But I was like trying to like get over that as well as the relationship I was in was extremely toxic. And I did not understand how manipulated I was with that relationship it was Mm. like I'm so beyond blessed to not be in it any longer now that I see what I was but it was just it it was all honestly it was all a lie the whole relationship of like him saying that he loves me and everything and so yeah it was just I don't even know if you want to go into that but it's yeah I mean that's 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 your that's your story that's your journey um, I know that especially when it comes to like romantic relationships, those also, also like that's some of the people that we spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that definitely helps shape us and our story and stuff. So if that's something that you feel did kind of help yeah. shape that, then absolutely. Well, okay. We'll just go through the whole story as quick as I can. Um, <laughs> so I met this gentleman um, at a friend's wedding and honestly it was just it was just weird like it was kind of like a slow burn we were both in the wedding party together and then we just hung out the rest of the evening talked about just life in general and then it was just like I don't even know how to explain it just everything just fit so well um it was almost like a too good to be true story I um I did this journal thing it's called calling in the one how to attract love your life in 90 days um the title i think has needs a new title but basically it is an amazing um i guess journal you could say every day you have to go through like a lesson plan or like a reading 
and then it makes you do just um, an activity, I guess you could say, homework. Let's call it homework. Okay. From like meditation to um, journaling about your past and like other things that are like triggering or people that have hurt you and harmed you and then almost like healing from that and then it'll take you through like your present um and it will kind of just do little things same thing activities and just kind of and then also like make you call out like your future so it kind of gives you like this huge healing journey of like who do you want to become in order to find your person i guess it okay. makes you heal from your past, stay in the present moment, and then just not really predict or anything, but it's just, okay, moving forward, you need to be this person. Gotcha. Um, and it was really, really cool, but anyway, I, um, I'm going off to what topic, but, so. There I is a specific this, topic here, so you're good. <laughs> I, okay, so I met this gentleman, whatever it is, we really went in for it Han heavy you know said all the right things to me and um it was just everything was kind of just just aligning it was super weird so in that journal I wrote little attributes or characteristics of what I want my future person to have so someone like very godly into um, health and fitness loves to travel, um, very hardworking, wants to provide for his family, things like that. Mm-hmm. And every single thing I listed was him. It was like, like, hmm. Okay. Um, also, I called my shot as well. I wrote in there, I will be in a loving, committed relationship to someone who I love and admire, and I'd be, in a, and I'd introduce him to my family by Christmas. Super weird. This is not planned. I swear to you it was not freaking planned the old because i'm in arizona my family's in st louis he's from can or he lives in kansas city at the time he's originally from st louis as well um i i got into town on the 22nd of december he wasn't able to make christmas until the day of the 25th because of his work schedule the only time he would be able to see my family, meet my parents, would be Christmas Day because the next day my parents were to drive to Florida for the next three months. So, weird, really weird because I wrote that in the journal February of that year. So, literally, what was it? Ten months. Ten months before yeah. I wrote all this stuff before even meeting him because I met him in November. Super crazy. Also... This is going to blow your mind. I, so I have um, this, my brother's best friend who I called my brother because he treated me a little bit better than my actual brother did (laughs) in high school. He passed away the day I was moving into college. So it was very um, kind of traumatic experience, but I always called him my guardian angel. He was just always super protected of me and just, yes, was a wonderful, amazing guy. And he was also in the Navy. I was telling the story of how he passed away. It was just, you know, um, kind of just very dramatic, drastic. And then I was also explaining why I have the tattoo, which was never give up. He has a cross with a script on the back of his shoulder that says uh, never give up. That's for the women in his family who all survived breast cancer. And then I did it for him, them, and myself, just with, like, suicide awareness and stuff. 
And I told him, and I had this little picture of him. I flipped it around, and he started crying. And I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? What do I? What am I missing? It's like that was my best friend. We were in the Navy together. I and he lifts up his sleeves and has the last tattoo. Um, my air quote brother drew, and he was gonna get for himself. He got tattooed on his shoulder. So it kind of seems like things are lining up almost too, too much. It is just like yes. Okay. It is like one of those like literally like I'm living a movie. Yeah. I found my dream guy. It's like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. yeah. We like everything's in common, like the way we want to raise our family, religion mm-hmm. views, political views, um, even like what we want to do as career, like. We were kind of in the similar field of like real estate and mm. um, just home doing, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just like this is this is crazy. Well, it wasn't very long. About like six months later, um, it was like a switch just flipped off, and that love was kind of just fading, and he just became very. Mm, I don't even know what the the things he would say he would go back on and then I'd question it like but you said this and he's like no I didn't and so it just started gaslighting you. 100% gaslighting yeah. anytime I I would tell him because I've always struggled with relationships and we like that was very I was very open and upfront. I was in not in a relationship for almost six years before I dated him so I was single for was very that on long purpose time or was that yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I just being single was kind of to heal my own self, be more independent, figure my own stuff. I was focused on my career, my businesses, and I just want to do my own thing a little bit. Yeah, I dated people, but nothing ever came out of those relationships of like, oh, I could see this as my person, or we just didn't date long enough to like see if we could work out. Gotcha. You know? So, like, I completely crossed myself off. And <laughs> um, <laughs> it just didn't work out. They weren't the right guys. Um, neither was this one. Uh, but anyway, it was just like I would tell him, like, "Hey, like, you know, like right now, I'm just feeling very unloved and like unwanted. Can you just tell me everything's okay and that you love me?" It's like, well, I can't always be there for you like that. So you're just gonna have to figure out when when you're like that. It's like, okay, that's great, but right now, can you just tell me you love me and everything's gonna be okay? And he would just keep repeating it. Well, I just I can't be there for you like that. Mm. It's like, okay, right now. And then whatever. So anytime we had like an argument or I'm like trying to express how I feel, it was very dismissive. I was attacking his character. I was in the wrong. After the end of every fight, argument, or whatever, I was, I was the one apologizing for how I felt, for what he did to make me feel the way I felt. And my feelings weren't real they weren't true and he made it super religious as in like yeah I get it like someone can make you feel whatever way they feel but like you are you can define your own like feelings like you don't have to deal with that person to make you feel that way but when a narcissist uses it like that doesn't care about him anyone but himself yeah no, it, I, I hate say, Yeah, like it doesn't, the way he's using it mm-hmm. is not how it's supposed to be intended. So my feelings were just made very invalid. And anytime I expressed it, it just got worse and worse. So 
I was just starting to question the entire relationship. So I was falling into like all this anxiety of like the future. Like what's the future going to look like? Am I even going to have a say in a relationship? Anytime I did have a say in like anything, like even talking about plant-based because I do enjoy like a plant-based like balanced lifestyle. He would shut it down and be like, no, that's not right. And like all this stuff. And I'm just like, like I can't have an opinion anymore. And it just it just got worse and I got and I just fell into more of a depression he's like I can't even make you happy anymore I'm like it was just a whole thing and then um the last straw we ended up just done breaking up kind of strung me along a little bit like oh well like let's just take a break let's see what happens okay great we will see what happens so again I'm apologizing I'm so sorry I hurt you from what I said like and it we're not going into any of that. But a week later, it was like, don't talk to me ever again. I'm shipping all your stuff out to wherever you are. Give this me your is address. Him saying this? Yes. Okay. Don't talk to me ever again. Like, don't call me. Don't text me anything. From go- And that was going from, oh, we'll see what happens. Like, let's just give it a little break to, like, don't talk to me anymore. And I was just like, what? okay fine didn't and uh a month later i saw that he was in a relationship oh shit three months later he was engaged and then i think six months later the engagement ended oh so yeah that's yeah so i'm like wow that's the bullet man i dodged a mother freaking bullet but anyway i know i kind of like threw that out there really quick but for me, it was just like this person said that he loved me. Yeah. But because my depression, my anxiety, what I was going through because of him for belittling me and making me feel invalid and all that stuff, I had to heal from. Yeah. I had to figure out where I was going to live, if I was moving, and then still business stuff. So all of that, like I went to three different therapists in a week. I could not function could not eat I was also like I basically felt like I had COVID on top of that and that was because I was so emotionally like drained my Mm. body shut down on itself it was just it was one of the hardest moments of my life like I just I don't know how I got through it actually I do the only way I got through of it was because of God yeah I remember just literally crying on my knees like looking up it's like I can't do this like I like, help me like I like this is the last straw like I, I it's uh, I'm getting emotional because I can just like feel all those feelings again I need to start bringing tissues onto this thing because <laughs> it, it, you're not the only one trust me I've had other people yeah. especially when they bring up stuff in their past it's it can be an emotional thing and especially when it comes to love like mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I am a huge proponent of letting people talk about that because I know the effect it has. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life too, but relationships that I've been in have depicted what I do in that. Like it'll depict of where I move possibly or how hard I'm going if I need to give more energy to her or if I need to give more energy to this. And mm-hmm. if I am doing this, like it'll that will depict on even the partner that I'm with because if I'm not picking somebody that's okay with me being an entrepreneur and 
like, yeah, there's cool stuff that you get to enjoy, like, the fact that I choose my own schedule, cool, mm-hmm. or the fact that I choose my, or, like, I'm kind of more in charge of my own pay, awesome, but when you're with an entrepreneur, you also have to deal with the other side of the fact of, like, there is no nine-to-five type of thing, there is yeah. no set schedule to where yeah. it's like, okay, you work from nine-to-five, and then all, all other hours of the day, you're mine, and those kind of instances, I'm like, for these three days, mm-hmm. I cannot be bothered for, like, 20 hours of the day because I have to be working hard. After this, I'm free for a couple days. Yeah. And so it's a sporadic schedule. So it it yeah. really does. Trying to find that work-life balance. Yeah. For sure. Especially, yeah, I, I get it 100%. Um, yeah, just because I do short-term rental, Airbnb, it's guests message me all the time. Right. So I get it. Like, he has gone on me as well. Like, why are you on your phone? It's like, I have to. I'm answering this message. What do you want me to do? I know. That, so, that's the hardest one. I like, get it. Like when you're sitting there, you're on your phone and stuff. They're scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or something. I'm working. And I'm paying the bills, man. you're over here answering emails and stuff. Like, why are you always on your phone? I'm like, well, you're on your phone for a different reason. I'm on my phone yeah. because I have to answer all these different people or I have to take this call or it's like, I, I never feel like I'm a priority. I feel like you're always trying to talk to these other people. I'm like, well, I have to. I have this coming up, so I have to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. I'd step out to Saturday and like, I had issues with, like, planning and stuff all the time. So I definitely, I get it fully. Um, but yeah, I know with those kinds of relationships, I've I've had to deal with, like, a lot of those, like, narcissistic, narcissistic relationships and a lot of those mm-hmm. people that kind of gaslight you into your own type of emotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of the biggest things that I've, come to realize um, which I hate that he uses against you because it's something that I'm even in the middle of learning but Mm -hmm. it's like um, the serenity prayer um, with being able to control what you can but letting go what you can't control yeah and one of the biggest things that I've learned in all that is the fact of one of the biggest things you can control is your own emotion you can't control how other, how other people are going to treat you. You can't control how they're going to feel. You can't control other people. You can control yourself. Yeah. But when you use that as a weapon, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. You can control this. You can control that. It's like, well, you're also a human being, so you have to give yourself some slack. That's yeah. not to say that you can't feel emotion. That's right. not to say that you have to eliminate all emotion. It's to say that process your emotion, learn how to process it in a healthy way, but don't mm-hmm. act on the emotion itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the fact that, like, he tries to use something that's supposed to be such a healthy tool against you yeah. and that kind of thing. That's the thing that I'm like, that's not what it's supposed to yeah. mean. Lack of communication. And then even, like, the empathy. happiness thing. Yeah. Lack of empathy. Like, dude, like, us girls, are we, we are sensitive. We love love. Like, just yeah. give us a hug. Tell us everything's going to be okay. Well, and then, Use like, sympathy. the difference in, like, there are biological and scientific back research Mm -hmm. on the fact that like men's brains and women's brains operate in different ways yeah women are emotional creatures they're more emotional creatures at least Mm -hmm. than men they they have different biologies and stuff that happen in their brain that make them more of like dating back to our ancestors they're known to be the nurturers they're known to be like the ones that are the housemakers Mm -hmm. like just dating back to like these old days yeah no, men men just, yeah. are the hunter gatherers the ones that go yeah. and bring home the bacon the ones yeah. that do this like if you 
scratch your elbow and you need a hug, who do you go to? You go to mom. You mm-hmm. don't go to dad. But if you yeah. need this fix, if you need all this, you go to dad typically. And this is all a typical thing, obviously. Things are changing yeah. everything and stuff. But, I mean, it is you. But you have to realize that, like, when your partner, and I even struggle with this, too, with the whole, like, just tell me right now that you love me. I'm having these type of things, and it's like, yeah. don't worry about the future if I'm going to be able to cope with yeah. it myself in the future. Right now, I just you're my yeah, partner. I'm just having intrusive thoughts. I just, I'm overthinking. Yeah. And I've had to do yeah. that because I I've, I struggle with anxiety and depression as well, yeah. and a lot of that comes from the insecurities of past relationships for me with mm-hmm. the fact of everything will be totally okay, and then at a blink of an eye, everything's like, we're going to break up. I'm sorry, it's not working out. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We just, we were fine up until yeah. today what what yeah. happened uh yes and and honestly like this whole journey all of that like it, dating this summer and honestly okay well gotta back up but everything from like me like just praying to god and everything it was just like a huge the entire rest of like but literally from the spring through the summer just felt like i had guidance like literally jesus was holding my back my shoulders and guiding me through all these like just everything from certain people I needed to meet right. to things I needed to do in order to get to me get to the place where I got to where yeah. I needed to go and heal like I had a friend who randomly was like I mean she knew I was struggling she's like I'm gonna send you a book I'm gonna buy a book I'm gonna send you send it send you an Amazon book what's your address I gave it to her. And it was the most perfect book I needed. She's never sent me anything before. We don't do gifts ever. Like, why did she give me that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a coincidence. I needed that. I needed all of that within the book. And I think it's called Get Out of Your Head um, by Jeannie something. I feel like I've it's heard amazing. of that. It's, I, it's one of those books you need to read every single year, especially if you struggle with mental health issues. One hundred percent, and that book was a huge awakening journey. Not sponsored, I, by the way. No, no. <laughs> well, we can always add a little affiliate link. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just like things like that. And um, Joe Dispenza got really into like his meditations and healing journeys as well. And it is it just it's absolutely crazy the friendships I made from that and just the entire summer I took to heal I really hardly worked at all I just the friends that you made from the meditation stuff just just running into like um, like a wellness center that I would do like ice baths in okay and then we do like sound waves whatever and like sauna uh, infrared sauna so it was like a whole like experience thing which is super cool I've learned about how important um, yeah basically ice baths cold water therapy mm-hmm. how much that does for your mental health yeah like i've been i've been is... like on a huge tangent like anytime i talk to someone about it because i do oh, i love it i try to do hot and cold therapy so i yeah. try to do the ice bath mm-hmm. and then um sauna after working out and stuff yeah like you exposing. gotta end on the cold though that's the thing after you working have out? anything you oh. always need to end on the cold there's so, something about it that says when you finish the cold it just, I don't know. So, 
the reason why like I'll end on like a sauna, especially oh, after working so out, better. is um, when you do cold therapy right after mm-hmm. working out, it restricts the proteins that are supposed to help oh, okay. build your muscles and yeah, stuff. That That's why like um, when athletes are doing ice baths after it, it's because they're trying to reduce the swelling in their muscles. Yeah, they're trying right. to reduce and it, it constricts the blood vessels. Mm-hmm. Going so you go to back, muscles. like, yeah, you go. So that's why jacuzzi to, they say, like, yeah. if you're trying to build muscle, you're doing all that, don't do it right after workout. Wait yeah. 30 minutes, an hour, maybe yeah. a couple hours after the workout. Sense. That way. So, you, okay, so you don't do like ice bath and then the sauna right away, right? No, so that's, the, that's what I'm saying. It's the just, way that I would do it would be ice bath, workout, and then sauna after Oh, that. yeah, that's different. Yeah. That's different because that's like a whole, I'm talking about literally like three minutes cold. Three minutes hot, three minutes cold, oh, three just minutes hot, back and three forth. minutes cold. Yeah, gotcha. that's what I'm talking okay. about. No, like, yeah, as long as you, yes, 100%. First thing you should do every morning is get cold shower, ice you, bath. Is that what you do? Oh, I, you know, yes, I try. I try. <laughs> I, I try. Just, yeah, it's like, I don't want to. It is yeah. such a mental battle, though, when you're doing that. But that's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole yeah. point because people with anxiety and depression and like whatever they're going through, their battle is normal day-to-day stuff yeah like i am literally in fight and flight mode almost all the time because my brain's constantly like analyzing all these things or i'm go or i'm trying to predict the future or trying to like okay well if this happens then i need to fix it like this way yeah like that's not no or if someone didn't say the right thing or like do the right thing or like drive whatever just all these little things just i'm overthinking i'm adding up my body's overworked in fight or flight mode and that's day-to-day stuff. So oh, yeah. you do the cold stuff. That's the real fight-or-flight mode right there. Your body is getting acclimated to, like, this is this is what we're fighting for is to get through this. Your brain, you're telling it, I'm going gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to get to three minutes. I'm going to get to five minutes. Like, I can do this. Like, push, push, push. I got it. So you're giving yourself affirmations. The cold is, like, you know, you probably talked about it before. You can just... Here's another yeah. video of him <laughs> talking about it. We're not going well, into details, but yeah, it's amazing. Like it just does all the things. For have you. you heard the Andrew Huberman podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so he yeah. Does, he goes into a lot of the scientific stuff. With oh it. yeah, so the brown like, fat for me. And all that. I know that like it's all these trends and fads and stuff with like oh my god, I'm an entrepreneur. I start with a cold plunge and I work out and I do saunas. For me. I don't pay attention to those. I do it mm-hmm. based off of the research that's been done and the fact that it helps regulate cortisol, which is a stress hormone in your body. Whack that on the face. <laughs> yes, that's um, what I'm trying to get at. But because, um, like, I'm not a doctor or a medical professional or no, anything like that. Exactly. But I do trust the information that someone yeah. like Andrew Huberman says. And it's been told by multiple health professionals the fact that, like, on a 24-hour cycle yeah. your body automatically releases, releases cortisol you can't stop it it's not something you could like body stop producing cortisol mm-hmm. it's gonna happen but taking those ice baths one helps regulate a yes. little bit more the release oh, of yeah. cortisol because it's immediately doing that yeah. right in the right in the beginning of the day and stuff um, but it's also there was an episode that was released uh, recently about physical willpower and how to increase willpower and mm-hmm. there's apparently a part of your brain that can physically increase in size based off of how much you exercise this willpower so if you do something and he was saying like if you enjoy 
ice baths, don't do them because you're not increase like if you're enjoying ice baths and you're doing it specifically oh, for the okay. willpower thing. I like it. Yep. Then mm, that's it's not gonna another be good. little thing to remember. Um, it's like I don't like this. Yeah. Because I don't. Well, it's, yeah. I don't. Who? Yeah. Exactly. Who wants to but for those who like hate off. it, yeah. it helps <laughs> increase that. And this yeah. isn't supposed to be like one of those like health podcasts, but that's been one of the things like even in my life. But that, it is health. Mental. I mean, health is wealth. Health is. everything you're taking care of yourself you're taking care of your mental health you're taking care of your physical health like all of that like it all adds up and that's the thing too it's like i mean yeah depending on what i eat yeah that triggers my anxiety it oh my gosh yeah no like coffee i started a new job like two or three weeks ago and just based off of the schedule and stuff i my my eating plummeted so much i was eating out so much more because i just didn't have yeah. time i was having oh. less energy all this i know it's like it's not having time or whatever but like i just didn't have the energy to go home and like cook a meal or whatever so i'm like you know what Whataburger's right there or yeah. i don't know yeah uh, mcdonald's it's is right convenient. there it's, it's it's that's the whole point of fast convenient food it's convenient cheap. right there but i noticed that everything else in my life was following it in that way of like my sleep is getting messed up now. My yeah. energy levels are getting messed up. My mental health going like I'm like I haven't like I've been good about regulating my panic attacks a lot lately. I haven't like I've been able to cope with them, and like I've had random days where they spike. And I'm like, why yeah. am I having a panic attack right now? There's no reason I should be doing this. And I'm like, you know, okay, yeah, you know, uh, I will. So that book I mentioned, yeah. So one of the things that it says whenever you're in that experiencing, write down your feeling. Like, what do you feel? Mm. Like, I feel overwhelmed. Okay, let's, and then you're going to, you're going to spider out on bullets. Okay, like, what, what small things are, like, contributing to that? Right. I have to do laundry. I need to go get my car checked. I need to go read this book. I have homework to do. I have to go pick up my dog and do whatever. I have to call my parents back, right? I have to pay this bill. I have to pay that bill. I have to do this, this, that, X, Y, and Z. And then you're like... I am overwhelmed because look at all the freaking stuff I have oh, I to know, do. Yeah. Like, I get it. Or just, or like, even feelings too. Like, I I just feel unloved. Like, I don't feel like. I do that in my you journaling. You know, like, you just, whatever. Yeah. Just, or I don't have a relationship right now. Like, I want to be in one and I'm like sad. It's making me sad. And then all these other things, just it's a lot. So I feel this way. Or I'm like, I'm not as far as I am in my career. And then, so when you have this huge thing. You pick the ones that you can do right now, and then you pick the ones you can do, like, this week. Or, like, let's focus on that. Let's get, like, accomplish that. And so it's just kind of, like, making you realize, like, hey, you're okay. You got a lot going on, but it's just little things. Let's just soak it back in. Instead Mm -hmm. of thinking it's got this big thing, just pick some one little ones first, you know? Have you always been into... Like this health stuff yes. or mental health stuff. Yes, yeah. I have to. It, it's it's um, always been a thing. So there wasn't like a moment in your life that were like, I need to make a change. Oh, school. You know, it's it's the whole like journey. Like, um, so when I was about, I think I was, I wasn't driving at the time. So I guess I was like fifteen. Okay. I was riding in the car with my mom, and it's the first time I told her that I wanted to kill myself. Because I was just so like I just hated life. I had a great life growing up. When I say I had a great life, 
I mean, I was always wasn't like sunshine and rainbows. Like obviously there was just like hard times and stuff. But my parents were always there, still together to this day. Um, yeah, they fought. We saw fighting. You know, like Normal they were stuff. hard. You know, they were hard on us. Me yeah. and my brother during school and like all these things. And it's just like, why do I have such a great life? But like, I am literally sad all the time. Like, what's why? Why? Hmm. Why am I sad? Like. I should be happy. And that's what my mom tells me all the time. You have such a great life. You should be happy. Like, why are you so sad? Like, it's okay. Like, whatever. Um, But anyways, from, like, that moment of, like, finally, like, whatever, announcing it or, like, telling her in that when we were driving, she slapped me in the face and told me never to think about it again. Years later, I questioned her. Actually, like, a couple years from today, I questioned her. She doesn't even remember any of it. Which is fine. Like, my mom's amazing. I love mm. her. And in that moment, like, again, you have your 15-year-old little girl that you absolutely love is, like, telling you, like, she wants to die. Like, yeah, it's not the perfect reaction, but how do you even react to that? Especially not yeah. understanding any mental health or anything like that. So. I couldn't even imagine, like, being in that position to where my child comes to me and starts saying that, like. Obviously, I have a little bit more experience with dealing with that just based off of how I've kind of not trained myself, but the exposure to different mental health stuff. Yeah. And so I have a little bit more training, but especially like trying to put myself in like your mother's shoes and that's where, like you said, there is no support for mental health. There's like, yeah, there there is no type of things like that out mm-hmm. there there's no awareness not for then. depression for anxiety no, for I mean, she helps me it's so cute like now today she like sends me all like little videos i almost every single morning she'll send me a nice little quote of like motivational yeah. motivational day here's your quote of the day just <laughs> like it's so sweet like she gets it now and she wishes she was like she could have done differently and like all this stuff and so it's just yeah so I'm glad, like, I never took, you, you know, it's so, like, easy for me to, like, use that yeah. and just hate her. I never want to see or talk to her ever again for, like, not doing something about it. But that was, like, a huge thing for me because she told me never to think about that ever again. So my entire high school and college years were spent never talking about my mental health, mm-hmm. feeling like, I'm suicidal all the time because it, life is just way too hard. I can't deal. Like, things would happen or I'm I'm so hard on myself. And I feel like if I let someone else down or if someone didn't like me, which I know is kind of juvenile, but, like, in the world, yeah, that's a huge thing. Or it's just, like, yeah, if I failed, if I messed up, if, like, it just felt, like, unwanted by people. And even with the relationships, like, it had so much weight on me like yeah. my heart like I just I couldn't breathe I couldn't take it and like the constant pain of just like feeling like that I can't even explain it to some people mm-hmm. who don't understand mental health it was just like this pain is never going away like I the only way for me to make this pain to go away is just to end my life because it's just like I can't what is like it's just constantly I don't know how to like break free from this it's ongoing and ongoing and ongoing when is it just going to stop when am I finally just going to be happy and live right so after college um that was 
I went through another relationship in that breakup, which was like a huge setback. And that's when I started becoming more vocal about my mental health because I know that was a huge thing that kind of affected it. And honestly, it affected all my relationships. I just didn't see it. I didn't understand it. You know, my friendships, my romantic relationships, my relationships with teachers or coaches or anything, right. like it all got affected. They're like, oh, she's okay. She just wears her heart on her sleeve. Like, no. I had something. I was literally crying for help, and yeah. nobody could hear or see. Like I needed. Help. That was the kind of big thing that I wanted to preface on you saying that because when your mother did that, it didn't make you stop thinking about it. It just oh, made you no, stop, stop vocalizing about it. it. Yeah, no you one don't knew. Get rid of no the one of knew. It. You just stopped telling people so they think you might have yeah. forgotten or they think that like oh, okay cool like just telling them to stop thinking about that worked no. It still happened. Yeah, I felt like I was I, crazy if I talked about it. Yeah. So that that's one of the most powerful things, too, because, like, when you stop vocalize, when you compress it and you keep it in, it just keeps bottling up and up and up, and that's when it starts affecting you physically. That's when mm-hmm. it starts really, like, instead of just becoming an intrusive thought, Yep. that's when it starts be- going from that intrusive thought to, like, now I physically feel sick. Now yeah. I physically feel, like this like that and that's when like the physical symptoms of depression and anxiety can start to really surface yeah 100 percent. so it's just it's been a long long journey of trying to just understand it and yeah. heal from it because maybe mental health is not like something you can actually want like heal from you can pop a pill and everything and it can take you know like it can coat it yeah but you have to do action steps you have to reprogram your brain basically because it's just it's mental health it is all mental if you really think about it you can change the way you see life you have to do things every single freaking day to get out of that headspace of whatever you're going through and you're going to have setbacks right but you can't tell it tear yourself down and be disappointed like oh well here I go again. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm preaching to the choir because I do this all the time, too. <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, here we go again. Right. Like, why am I freaking crying over this right now? Um, But, yeah, it's just, like, I have such an amazing morning routine now. And, honestly, an outlook of life. The number one thing that I've learned was to trust the Lord. My, literally, the timing of my life is perfect. Might not be my per- my perfect or my timing. But he has a bigger plan. Yeah. And I've always thought that. That's the only thing that has kept me holding on. Only thing that has kept me holding on. You mentioned that morning routines. That and my family. I'm a huge, st- like, I love learning other people's morning routines because that helps me mm-hmm. a little bit more of mine. What does your morning routine look like? Um, so we already talked about cold showers. Yeah. So I'll try to do that as much as I can. Um, I really do want to get, like, a little cold tub just to, like, submerge myself. Because yeah. cold showers, they're, they're, they're not the same. They aren't. No, they don't. They so, don't do the same. No, I feel like they're harder to be honest. Because you have to go front and you have to go back. Yeah, get rotate like a rotisserie chicken. So then, exercising, moving, moving my body every single morning, regardless if it's just a walk outside yeah. with my dog, or going to the gym, doing something, something just to like get you up, get your heart rate going, like, and then you're also accomplishing something very big that is very important. Right. Hopefully to you because our health is really important. Um, I journal 
as in I'll state things that I'm grateful for. Okay. Um, I'll try to say like, okay, what's something positive I can do today? And then affirmations as well. And then meditation, just breathing, really important, um, kind of calming my brain, kind of shutting off like those intrusive thoughts, the negative thoughts, and kind of just putting positive energy into me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? Oh, and then, yeah, I just try to read a motivational book as well. Just get like a couple pages in. Um, and then What I time do, are you waking up typically? You know, it just depends. What's great about being an entrepreneur, I get to make my own schedule. So if I really wanted to wake up at 8 o'clock, I could wake up at 8 o'clock. I try to wake up um, around 6, no later than 6. Okay. But the winter just seems to be so hard. This year, especially for some reason, at least for me, was the most difficult for waking up early. If the sun's up, I'm up. Really? If the sun's up, I'm up. So you're full time in your business stuff now, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, basically. I mean, I've always been full time, you know. It's still have like a part-time job okay which is just you know waitressing serving tables yeah and that's just right now it's just additional little income until i can uh, yeah just completely okay. focus on real estate which this house that i just bought yeah um is hopefully going to do that for me and get me to um just financial freedom so i know that we're already 45 minutes into this Dang. we haven't even talked <laughs> about uh what you do exactly so i know that you are air like you do airbnbs yes um, i own you, and manage airbnbs you own and manage airbnbs so that's obviously even that alone that that's not a career that happened until airbnb was a thing so for you what was it about real estate because you said it was 2014 that you wanted to get into doing real estate yeah right what was it about it that you want to do that? Like when you were younger, yeah. I'm not sure if you had no. like a dream career type of thing. 100. Yes, exactly. So both my parents were entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, watching them take on that, seeing the freedom, because my mom was always around. Gotcha. She, and that's what I wanted to be for my future kids. She was always like our room, homeroom, always going on field trips, just always being there as well as both my parents were able to take vacations. Yeah. and take us places and I just thought that was the coolest thing that like we got to experience and explore so much with them right and that other people didn't and I wanted to raise my kids like that and so I'm just thinking like okay well how do I get there like yeah I could own my own business and um do all this but what do I want to do like what is going to make me happy and it took me a while to understand this but <laughs> to be honest I really didn't want to work at all I didn't want to do a nine-five, and I didn't want to put too much work into it. But I loved everything about real estate. I loved houses, like uh, Fixer Upper. Oh, wow! Demo day. Hashtag <laughs> that was not planned. Um, uh, Fixer Upper, and just like seeing them, like their first off their relationship and their partnership of that I was like that's kind of like what I want. I love, uh, you know, remodeling homes. I love designing homes. I love just every little thing, even like hashtag demo day. Just getting my hands dirty, learn, always learning something new, a uh, new skill, like being creative. Okay. Just 
I love that stuff so much. And again, I wanted to go back to the financial freedom. I understood how important it is to, you know, have properties. You know, what is it? Um, what is it? 90% or what is the quote? 97% of all millionaires are investing in real estate. I didn't know that. I'm, oh, terrible. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's quote. 90% of all real Yeah, I swear it's that. I mean, it makes sense. It's one of. Invest in real estate. Main... Because it's just, we are not building more land. You can't build land. We can build property on land, yeah. but once all that land's bought up, it's gonna be. We we're not going too far into it, but anyway. <laughs> so, I really wanted to like have this really cool, unique, fun destination boutique properties. Airbnb was just getting started back in like 2014. Not really just getting started, but it was starting to get it was popular. Like it, was, it was. It yeah. was. It was. And I always had this really cool idea. I was like really sparked it. I love Disney World and I would go there for cheerleading competitions like almost every single year. Mm. And I was like going and we would stay at the resorts. I'm like, this is so freaking cool. Like how cool would it be like if you could stay at a house that's kind of giving me this vibe, you know? So these, you know, hidden Mickeys all over the rooms really like cool and unique and designed and like super fun. Mm. And I was like, that, that would be amazing. And what if I could do it, you know, get some places out in like, I don't know, Colorado and like down in Texas or Nashville and like all these things. And we're just going to call them the dream houses. And so it's going to be like the Disney dream house. And out here in Scottsdale, I have the desert dream house and Austin dream house. We're like, I don't need like mountainy dream. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll come up with the names when I have them, but. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, this is so cool. That's what I want to do. Okay, so like, how did I get there? Like, well, I got to have money, right? And so it's just been a long journey of trying to figure out like my career, my career path, even though I knew what I wanted to do. But like, how do I get the money to get there? And years and years of just trying to figure out, I got my real estate license, did that for a little bit. Um, got so distracted on oh I want to do this as well this would make me money like oh starting a clothing line would make me money <laughs> oh uh, you sound like me at this point <laughs> trying to pick up a million in one project you yes and th- and that's the thing that was the biggest setback like if I s- just got a mentor who's doing something in the game got a coach that was already in the game instead of wasting so much time and energy and other things like this was a 10 this 10 years ago when i had that dream right i'm finally just now getting my second property i got so distracted on other things that honestly it was the another trigger for me mm-hmm. not focusing on my end goal of yeah. building this amazing short-term rental business or building residual income so i have that freedom that time to do whatever I want to do, regardless if it's traveling and exploring the world or being more present with friends and family, like, you know? Yeah. I've been hearing a lot, like, on social media or YouTube or something that the short-term rental game, like Airbnb, it's kind of, like, dying in a way. Mm -hmm. It's 
let, it's not like Airbnb makes it to where it's not profitable anymore. Like there's certain people that will post like, oh, this year, like we made a total grand profit of $3,000 for this. And obviously that's not yeah. including um, yeah. the value of the house or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's the same thing. Like you got to know your numbers yeah. first off. You got to make sure your property is going to cash flow regardless if it's a slow month or not. So, yeah, you got to do your own due diligence and really find a good property that's going to work and also have something in the back. But Airbnb dying? No, there's just a lot of fish in the sea. Yeah. And I'm waiting for those fishes to get out. But honestly, I'm still doing extremely well because I have a target market and unique properties. Tell me about that. So, well, both my properties are out here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Scottsdale is actually the number one spot for bachelor and bachelorettes. We actually just beat out Nashville last year. Oh, like in the country? In the country. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, number one spot for bachelor and bachelorettes. We beat out Nashville last year. Um, and so my properties are targeted to women and hosting their bachelorette with me. Okay. And let's be honest, even if the economy crashed, are we still having weddings? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love doesn't die just because the mean, economy does. Right? And yeah, so it's like, yeah. And we, I mean, I have, it has blown up still here with that. And yeah, yeah like bookings, you have to do competition. But you still got to keep on updating your property and like try to be the best property in the area. Like what are your, what's your competition doing? Can you replicate it? Can you add on more value? And that's what's different. Airbnb is not died. It has changed. Okay. The game has changed. Up level your property or just go straight to midterm or long-term rental. So what do you do that makes it to where it's still a successful business for you? Well, Other I mean, than just, like, uh, yeah, that, I mean, basically that's what I said, just um, having, adding value, gotcha. you know, just keep on like it, this can go anywhere, anywhere in the U.S. I don't want to say that you have to understand your market, yeah. where you're marketing, who are you marketing to? But also like if you want to be successful in Airbnb, you also need to go to places that are constantly having travelers and people right. stay it's a short-term rental you know like who's gonna go over to Hayes Kansas and hang out I mean that's a college town I don't know why I'd name that but it is college <laughs> town so you do have that yeah you know for like parents to fly in or stay for a little bit but still like yeah what are you gonna do to up level be the best out of your competition so if you were to take all the knowledge you have now and you were to travel back in time and talk to the brief from 2014 that's getting this idea and getting into it, what would be like the top things that you would make sure to let her know to make sure that maybe yeah. she started off like on a bit like being the mentor yeah. to yourself that you didn't have <laughs> at that point? Gosh, I would probably have I would probably have a hundred properties right now. If I, what I if if I knew what I know now back then, what would you tell her though? I would tell her everything. First off, everything's gonna be okay. Okay. Like, don't take life too seriously. Just enjoy the journey. 
be present, experience as much as you can. Because you're not going to get that second back. And also, what else was I going to tell her about real estate? Oh, well, you don't have to use your own money to get into real estate, first off. You can use other people's money and, you know, give them an interest rate or partner with them. And then you also can have someone else find you properties too. Explain a little bit more on that. Oh my gosh. What part? (laughs) Which one? Other people's money? Yeah. Yeah. So like using other, because I know that obviously there are investors out there that are like, I have money and I need to have I mean, there's so many, you're, maybe you probably even think like your grandparents could be investors. Like there's anybody can be an investor and until you have those conversations and like like well a business model to prove that you can but you I mean you also have to have a track record too so the more you do business in that field the more you're going to get referrals and you know just like this plethora and that's why the rich are rich and they're like oh well they have money no they're using other people's money they just don't want to tell you or why would they so you can use their other person you know but yeah so it's just partnering with people and that's just going to get you further along in life how do you find your career networking you can literally probably just post it on facebook of what you're doing as well so the more the more you advertise what your business is the more support you're going to get Mm. but yeah i mean i've joined several networking groups and that's where i find most of my private money lenders and they already know what I'm doing. They're in that. So 100%, like, go network. Go do meetups that are in your field. So I don't know if people are watching this talking about real estate, but, yeah. How do you approach them initially? Because I know that you said you have to have a track record. How does someone get that track record? Uh, well, I mean, you got to start doing a deal if you can't then you need to partner with someone who knows what they're doing you know so how i started was taking courses um mentorship courses so i've learned from very successful people who have been in this business for many years they taught me everything from ground up how they got there and then just all these little things in between of all like real estate investing and then um yeah it's just like that's a community that like be I, I basically bought into that for the community because if you're in that little squad let's call it and you're actively like you know becoming friends with these people mm-hmm. they feel comfortable working with you because you're in the same thing you're doing the same thing you know yeah so for say it's your first deal or how, how did you do your first deal well, my first deal was technically traditional because I didn't know what I knew now. Um, I had 20% down. I had a family private money lender who um, helped with that 20% down. And then I just pay them monthly until it's all paid off. What was Easy the process like, like of finding that private, lend- private money lender? It was re- doing research and why they should invest in me. Creating okay. a little business plan. Um, hey, this is property I have. I've had um, 
I've had people send me their info, basically their projections, what they did that year and and on, and their future bookings and stuff. And I took that, took all the knowledge, and they're like, we believe in you. You can do this. So I was very blessed and lucky at the time. Um, but also I did the stuff. I did the work. You know, this is, again, I've, they knew this was what I wanted to do for a long time, and now I'm finally actually taking action. I've been taking action. I just now I kept on doing one step forward, you know? Hmm. So this is your second property that you purchased mm-hmm. here, right? Yes. So what's been the, because I know that you're, you've been posting it on social media and stuff, turning it from a quote-unquote failed Airbnb. Yes, it was a failed Airbnb. Um, it was poor design and poor management. Okay. And so now I'm redesigning it into my target audience. Yeah. And yeah, it's gonna. I, yeah, I already have a booking. What? What about it made it a failed failed Airbnb? Other like, I know just you said that. failed management and stuff, That's but exactly was it just like they wouldn't communicate to customers, or it just wasn't profitable for them? That I don't think the property manager cared. Gotcha. Like they weren't doing anything. They don't. They don't have a social media page that guests can like be invited. But yeah, it's mainly the um, design. The design is the biggest part. But yeah, like if you have bad reviews, yeah, that looks bad. Like people don't want to book with you. You know. What was it about this house that made you decide? I can do this. I can flip it around and I can make this a good place. So the funny thing is, that I actually uh, put an offer on this property in 2021. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, we were trying to negotiate. We were about like $5,000 off and um, they weren't budging. It wasn't going to work for, like I was top, basically at my top dollar. And I was like, screw you guys. I'm, no. Like also the property that I have now uh, reduced their uh, listing price like $10,000. I'm like, done. I'm going there. Yeah. So um, bought that property instead. Someone else bought this about six months later finally and they turned it they did a lot of good work to it needed a lot more work done and so basically they did everything that I would have wanted to do to it so I was like okay "Okay, perfect and I also um bought it creatively so I only had to put down I think like six percent technically of like your own money well someone else's money yeah okay so they had put six percent of someone else's money down I didn't have to use my own credit. I, yeah. So, it, it's pretty wild, but that's what I'm saying. is like, if anybody's interested and wants to partner with me, I can go find more properties just like this one. Little to no money down, and yeah, build it that way. Interesting. Yep. I know my guy, Pace Morby. Pace Morby. Yeah. Yeah, check him out, YouTube. I'll definitely he's check him man. out. He's the man. So, he's a... Uh, his uh, networking, not networking group, his uh, mentorship, sub two, yeah. that's one of the things I'm a part of. And so that's where um, the, it's an amazing community. I actually got to hang out with him yesterday. He came over and we shot some videos and everything too. So there's yeah. a YouTube video going to come out about the property. Okay. So for somebody that just got done watching all those cool YouTube videos on real estate investing and yeah. Airbnb and they decide to be like, you know what, I kind of want to get into that. Maybe they're, say, just out of high school or just out of college or something, still trying to figure yeah. things out. What 
what are like the top three things that you would tell them before jumping the gun and getting into this profession? You got to join a networking group for sure. Like, or at least like the sub two group. I've joined several other courses and mentorships. This hands down, the community here is just absolutely amazing. They're so supportive. Um, and so having people that are wanting to help you and guide you, you can actually be on other people's teams and learn from them and then finally be able to go out go out on your own. So that is freaking insane, and you don't hear that often either. Usually it's doggy dog, oh, just watch the course, go figure it out yourself. Right. No, that's not what it's like. So just finding a mentor, even if it's someone locally, like you don't want to join like, like a group like Sub2 or a master course like that, Go find someone locally and try to be best friends with them. See what they're doing. Just, like, walk with them. Ask, like, hey, like, I want to do what you're doing. How, like, can I follow you? Can I just watch what you do? I mean, I'm sure some of them are going to be like, no. But someone's going to probably say yes. How would they and find see what And see what you can bring them about you. How can you help them? Because... Yeah, you're asking them. You're asking them a lot to help you, but yeah. you gotta bring them value too. So, what's like the first approach if they don't want to like go on Facebook or go whatever and join these networking groups and stuff? What is a good approach to finding a good mentor? I don't know what else you can do. To just be honest, to be honest, yeah, you have to. Would they go, just Google so networking many, groups? Yeah, real estate networking in your area. Okay. Literally, Google that. You're going to, you, I promise you, there's so many networking things going on. And, yeah, just actually being plugged into what's going on around you or where do you want to invest, too. Because you're, sometimes your area is not the best place to invest in either. So. Hmm. But you can invest out of state, and that's the thing, too. You have to step one foot inside your rental property. Well, I know we didn't really get into the specifics about things like using other people's money or not using like, your credit. That, that is a, this would be another two and a half yeah. hour long podcast. This first it's one was a little a bit lot. more of a get to know who you were yeah. and get your story um, since like you're the first person that I've talked to that's in this kind of niche that's in the whole yeah. like real estate thing and um, so this first one's a little bit more of like just who is Bree yeah. and who is this person and kind of just learning the career that you're in. Um, if anyone listening is curious about the details a little bit more on doing yeah. things like using other people's money or not using your credit and they want... Or, yeah, just, to, just how do I get yeah. started? Where do... Directions. Yeah, like, I shoot me a message on any yeah. social media. Preferably Instagram. It's just so much easier. I'm on there a lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we could probably just do, like, a part two as well of getting whatever questions you guys might have. I know that there are plenty, like there are so many videos on YouTube right now that have details on this yeah. um, and networking groups. Um, but I w- well, we can definitely probably do like a part two at some point of getting yeah. into the details about all of the, but yeah. Hopefully I can get a couple more by then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How can people find you? Um, yeah, so my Instagram, well, all my social media is at Brianna Ruth underscore. Okay. And so you can. Cool. Just add it into the comments or something. Right? Yeah. Notes. Add yeah. it into the notes. Yeah, something That's like how that. It works. 
So if yeah. you guys are curious or have questions for her, reach out to her, um, and she can answer a lot more of the stuff. I don't really know a whole yeah. lot about this kind it's, of thing. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, I mean, and it's ever-changing. Yeah. And I feel like there is, like, a lot more research I have to do before I can even start asking a lot more questions. I've, just, I've known you for a little while now, mm-hmm. and I know what you do, but because it's not my direct career, at least yeah, yet, no. it's something I'm that I haven't done just all the research in, but um, I I know that you are busy right now in the middle of doing all this innovation. Yes, I'm not sure I if you guys can see I have two days all this, um, but I definitely, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time yeah. to kind of sit down and talk and get a little bit vulnerable and kind of share your journey and um, stuff with the audience hopefully hopefully a lot of the audience can relate to you a little bit um, on some of the stuff Um, is there anything else that you want to make sure that gets noted before we call that a wrap Um, I don't know just you know everything is working in your favor anything that's not for you won't be everything that is for you will be for you so as long as you trust that everything's going to be okay and the timing of life is technically perfect even though it's not what you want you're going to be okay cool well thank you Bree. yeah <laughs> cheers <laughs> Bing.